Welcome to Here We Grow, a grassroots podcast by Southwest Georgia Farm Credit focused on education and inspiring growth down on the farm, at home, and in rural communities. Whether you're a farmer or farm her, advocate, land lover, or southern dweller, we have industry experts and homegrown leaders ready to share their insights with you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Here We Grow, a podcast designed to educate and tell rural Georgia stories through farms, agribusinesses, land ownerships, and lifestyles. I'm your host, Billy Billings, a relationship manager with Southwest Georgia Farm Credit. Today, I welcome a fantastic lineup of experts willing to share their knowledge, resources for young, beginning, small operations here in Southwest Georgia. This episode features commentary by Mr. Martin Bias and Ms. Lily Balkum. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Happy to be here. Thank you all for joining us. First today, I'm going to welcome Mr. Martin Bias. Mr. Martin was an agriculture teacher in Decatur County for over 30 years. In 1990, he started his career at West Bainbridge Middle School and also taught high school classes periodically during this period. In 2006, Mr. Martin became the advisor for Decatur County Young Farmers Chapter and taught agricultural classes at Bainbridge High School. Upon his graduation from teaching in 2019, he and his wife, Denise, moved to Tifton, where he now serves as the adult education director for Georgia Farm, Georgia Agricultural Education Programs. He serves as the ex- executive secretary for Georgia Young Farmers. Mr. Martin, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Well, how's, uh, how's Tifton treating you? And I know oh, you've been a while Tifton. here in Decatur County, but I hear Tiff County's not too bad we, itself. We miss being at home in Decatur County, but um, I hope to one day get back over this way for certain hey i'm sure you will but um so tell us a little bit about what you did um in the first period of your career and what you're doing now and kind of what you see are the biggest points for for young beginning small farmers and how to how to get in the ag well uh in 1990 my wife and i we we got married all married got new jobs and graduated from college all in the same summer and um came to bainbridge and taught ag at West Bainbridge Middle School for the first half of my career and then um, went into this position as a young farmer teacher here in Decatur County in 2006 until my retirement in 2019. So I've uh, been a part of the agricultural community in Decatur County for uh, 30 years, 30 plus years, and uh, enjoyed every minute that we were here. Enjoyed working with kids and adults alike and over the years and it was just a great opportunity to um be able to i i always say lead young folks into agriculture and to um help young farmers uh, continue with the the process after they graduate from high school and college so um it's it's just been a real honor to do that very nice so everybody needs leadership i mean even at 30 32 i need as much leadership as i ever needed so um but in dealing with these young students, I mean, starting off in middle school, then to high school, and now what you're dealing with, I mean, what are some of the questions they come with, come to you with? Obviously, some are coming from ag families. Some are coming from, I mean, just just having a, a desire for agriculture. So how do you start the, the molding process or the, the leadership process when someone comes to you with a blank slate? Well, we have to make certain that we get that message through to agriculture students in uh, middle school and high school, and fortunately, Georgia Ag Ed ha- now has an elementary ag education program that they've implemented 
in many counties in the state. And we just need to let, let people know that agriculture is more than just farming. Um, it's um, the leading industry in Georgia. It, there's just n- numerous opportunities for kids and adults, both in agriculture, and we need to get that message to them. And what better place to start than elementary ag education and um, moving into middle school and high school? Uh, those programs, those high school agriculture programs in the state that may or may not that may not have a uh, middle school ag classes, they um, they're really missing out on the opportunities that um, that we have to provide for those younger students and then when they get to high school if they came out of the middle school ag program they also was able to go into the high school with more knowledge and and be able to choose the areas that they wanted to go into just many opportunities in uh, 4-H FFA Georgia Young Farmers Association there's just lots of places there for for kids to grow in agriculture Right. Well, I mean, I was I was guilty as most saying, I mean, back in the day, you know, everybody just needs to graduate from high school, go on to college, just check those boxes. And as I've gotten older, I've realized, you know, there there are younger people in, in our territory and in the nation that, that not necessarily their, their role or purpose in life is to go on and, and check those collegiate boxes. It's more so to return to the family farm and, and fill a void that is much more uh, in need of filling than a, than a college degree on the shelf. So it means a lot to have people like yourself in the situation. It's kind of directing them in the, in the right direction and, and not saying, hey, you got to go to college. I've kind of backed off from that stand um, standpoint because, you know, I mean, there, there are a lot of young men and women that can, can directly contribute to their family's farming operation day one out of high school. Um, they, they have the knowledge that they've built being in that community growing up to, to go out and start an agribusiness, whether it be we see a lot of these land clearing emulsion companies, we see a lot of them in pond building, anything um, that they can go out and, and make some money. And shoot, the joke might be on me. Some of them will make more money and do well better off than, than I probably will with this finance degree and uh, more power to them for that. But, um, but but when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I mean, this is what my family does. I mean, what are what are some what are some of the conversations you have with them? I know you present a lot of resources to them, but um, any any specific talks, not name given names that you can kind of go well, back and tell us about. The Georgia Young Farmers Association, in which I'm affiliated with, is an educational program designed for the system the systematic instruction of young farmers actively engaged in the business of farming. Um, the program is under the direction and supervision of the State Department of Education, and it's a part of local high schools and middle schools. The instructional program is planned jointly by the young farmer teacher and class members. So we're able to provide education, um, leadership, and networking opportunities to agricultural education um, students and adults interested in agriculture through the Young Farmer Program, and that's that. That's what's so neat about the Young Farmer Program itself is that the it's a continuation of the agricultural education program out of high school. Whether you go to college or whether you go directly into the field of work, um, you can always be a part of the Young Farmers Program and continue to grow educationally. Um, agriculture is just like m- many of the other professional um, programs and degrees that you get. 
agriculture is a lifelong learning. Uh, everything changes are continuously being made in agriculture and technology. And um, we, we like to, you know, say that the Georgia Young Farmers Associations and Georgia Young Farmer Teachers that are affiliated with high schools throughout the state are able to help disseminate that information on technology and, and, and just help to, to get the current information out there so that agriculturalists can grow. Right. So how do you get, if someone is sitting here, male or female, wanting to get in touch with you or getting plugged into the Georgia Young Farmer Program, how do they, what's the first step that they should do? Uh, they need to go online and, and look up Georgia Young Farmers Association. They can Google that and find our website. Uh, they can also reach out to their local agriculture programs in their counties to determine if they have a Georgia Young Farmer Program in their county. And, um, you know, just like here in Decatur County, we have, we've got the Decatur County Young Farmers Association and Grady County, Seminole County, Early County, all the counties around us um, down here in southwest Georgia have young farmer programs. And they're affiliated with the high school. They're affiliated with the uh, uh, websites at the school. But they can also, we have a website, um, georgiaged.org and um, they can find information about the young farmers and find out how they can become involved and um, be a part of that program. Okay. So essentially y'all provide as a intermediary or a resource of resources, essentially, for these people that want to chase ag, a career in ag, whether it be, I mean, putting seed in the ground, being an agribusiness, working for us, some other agribusiness. But y'all, if they come to y'all or go to these links, they can they can find resources to reach out that will either put them in employment or help them with their um, building their dream employment Absolutely. Young farmer teachers in counties, they teach one in-school class daily, provide organized and instructional classes for adults, offer leadership training to members, provide on-farm and community instruction, advisor um, of the local chapter, of course, and they provide individual instruction in agriculture and technology. And um, so we'll even do programs for special groups that need um, an agricultural um, understanding and help to, um, to, to network those opportunities as well. All right. Well, Mr. Martin, that is all great information. We're going to take that information and uh, segue into it with our second speaker today, and, and then we'll all tie back in. But next up today, we would like to welcome Mrs. Lily Balcom. Uh, Miss Lily is a native ATLian. She is also a graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, where she graduated with a BA in public policy and social, social entrepreneurship. Her career has primarily focused on scaling nonprofit organizations with missions centered around agriculture education and local food systems. Prior to her current role, she served as the executive director of the Common Market Southeast, a local farm foods distributor based in Atlanta that focused on improving regional food systems. Currently, she serves as the executive director of the Georgia Foundation for Agriculture, a nonprofit organization founded by Georgia Farm Bureau. Very impressive, Lily. Welcome. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, like our previous guest, Mr. Martin, we'll let you have the floor for a minute. Just kind of tell us a little bit about your impressive background um, and what your initiatives are in your new current role. Sure. 
So, uh, yeah, like you mentioned in my bio, I'm born and raised in Atlanta, and I still live there. I guess I'm getting used to the traffic finally, but um, I certainly do love spending time in southwest Georgia. And, um, yeah, I work out of the Macon office with Georgia Farm Bureau and started with this most recent role with the Georgia Foundation for Agriculture in 2019. Um, Like I said, we were founded by Georgia Farm Bureau in 2014, actually. But when I started, we went through a whole strategic planning process and really tried to identify what are some, you know, challenges that our industry is facing and how do we craft, you know, a mission and vision that's meaningful, um, that's really addressing some of those challenges. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed uh, working here and kind of helping to grow our different programs and yeah, I'm happy to get into some, some detail of that, if that makes sense. Very nice. Well, one thing that I've kind of taken a more personal um, attention to over the past few years is just the local farm distribution or the food network and just how, how quickly grocery stores in every area of the country can quickly run out of food, where that food's coming from, who's producing that food, and, and this, the ethics under which or, where that food was produced. You know, I mean, I mean, North America has some of the best policies when it comes to growing, growing. I mean, beef cattle and, and lamb and livestock in that regards, as well as row crop and what you can and can't spray on it. And so people are starting to pay attention to that. So kind of just tell me about what your, uh, what your goals are um, as your role um, and, and what where you're, your organization is trying to take your mission? Sure. So just a follow-up to kind of your thoughts about um, food production and food systems. Yeah, I think, you know, particularly during the pandemic um, with supply chain shortages, it highlighted how reliant we are on food from grocery stores and what do you do when you can't get those things. And so I know there was a big boom in um, farm markets and CSA programming uh, during the pandemic, which has continued and really helped um, farms that were having kind of uh, consumer marketplaces. So hopefully that has continued um, beyond the pandemic and people see the importance of local regional food systems that we become, you know, less reliant on imports and have a more resilient um, system in place. So those are the types of kind of intentional thoughts that we try to put in um, from a strategic standpoint with our organization at the Georgia Foundation for Agriculture. But we thought, you know, we're a statewide organization. Uh, we work closely with Georgia Farm Bureau's county offices all across the state. And we were thinking about what are some of the challenges that are affecting our industry. And I'm sure you already know this, but the listeners may not uh, The you know, As you mentioned, agriculture is our number one industry, and actually one in seven people work in agriculture. But the average age of the Georgia farmer is about 58, and only about 8% of Georgia farmers are under the age of 35. So, you know, we thought, okay, uh, how do we really reach students even earlier, since there's great programming that has existed at middle school and high school? As Martin mentioned, there is a... uh, fairly new um, elementary ag program um, that was started by Georgia Ag Ed that's happening all across the state. And we, um, prior to that, there was a pilot. We wanted to make sure that we could help those, support those elementary ag programs and bring new elementary schools into the fold. And so we focus primarily on elementary age students. We have a few different programs that center around that. But I'd say our primary program is our Georgia Ag Experience Mobile Classroom. 
We have a really high-tech mobile classroom that we take all across the state. Uh, We launched it in 2021 in the pandemic, but we were able to reach a ton of students. And so since we launched, we've visited over 45,000 students across the state. And we try to meet kids where they're at. So, you know, everyone is using their phones and tablets nowadays and kids on social media. So we wanted to showcase kind of the future of farming and showing that it's a really high-tech industry that offers a wide variety and diversity of jobs. So there's anything from being a veterinarian, which requires a little more schooling, um, or thinking about being a tractor mechanic or working in finance or even doing social media and marketing for a farm. So our mobile classroom focus is pretty heavily on careers. And I'll just mention, you know, anyone who's interested in um, thinking about agriculture and their role within agriculture, we on our website with the Georgia Ag Experience website, actually have a career test that you can take and it tells you three or so careers in agriculture that may be a good fit for you. So we've incorporated that type of curriculum into our mobile classroom program, um, but really trying to meet kids where they're at, get them excited and help them really kind of imagine their role within agriculture. So we go to schools all across the state as well as, you know, visiting tailoring our programming to uh, special education students. Um, We also go to after-school programs and summer camps uh, when school's not in session. So I think, you know, that's a definite goal of our organization is starting as early as we can and really getting them, them fascinated. But we've kind of, as we revamped our mission and vision, really focused on how can we develop this pipeline for next generation farmers and agricultural leaders and starting with that early exposure to agriculture. So we have a few other programs that we do kind of along that pipeline, but the core of it is all of our elementary ag work. Right. Well, I know I went in the mobile classroom over there at the um, Sunbelt Ag Expo, and I felt like a kid in a candy store. Y'all had to push me out the other end because I was backing up the the true uh, individuals it was meant for. But, um, yeah, y'all did a great (laughs) job for that. It was was very interesting. So y'all take that all over the state? Does it leave the state, or does that mainly stay here in in Florida or in Georgia? It's here, yeah, it's here for Georgia. So um, we are trying to visit every county in the state, and we're well on track. Uh, we're at about 75% of the counties so far. You know, Georgia has quite a few of them. But, yeah, we, we visit all across the state and really partner with our local county farm bureaus to make that happen. Okay, yeah, and, and piggybacking on that, I mean, someone in your role, when you reach out to a, a local farm bureau, what are, how do you – What's the process of identifying some, some needs that that local community may need or a local individual or, or some of the initiatives y'all then go chase? What, what's that process? So um, particularly with the mobile classroom program, when we work with the local county farm bureau, they're the ones who have relationships with their schools and their communities and really understand what the need is. And so we rely pretty heavily on our our grassroots uh, efforts that Farm Bureau leads to help us really identify with the Georgia Ag Experience curriculum, how do we tailor any of our curriculum to be about place-based learning you know, that's been shown to have uh, much more of an impact on student interest. And so we actually have a pre-visit lesson that we provide to the students before, and they'll talk about what grows around them, you know, what they're used to seeing. Maybe they've driven past cotton fields and really understanding what grows here versus what grows maybe in North Georgia. They're really trying to take all of those things into consideration um, in terms of place-based learning. But we have some other initiatives that I'll mention um, that our county farm bureaus have really helped us identify local need. 
So one of them is we have a longstanding college scholarship program, um, really trying to follow that pipeline and help deepen higher education experiences for students. So we have a college scholarship program that typically opens in November and closes on March 1st. And we have four different types of scholarships. So, you know, if going to college isn't necessarily a focus, uh, we do have a scholarship for that. But there's also a technical school scholarship that we're working to expand. And then we have a leadership scholarship for juniors and seniors in college, as well as a, a UGA veterinary medicine scholarship. So we have different needs in different counties in terms of scholarship need. And our county farm bureaus really help promote and recruit uh, applicants for our scholarship. So that's helping students kind of get that extra boost so that they can pursue uh, higher education opportunities. And then the last thing I'll mention is, again, kind of following along that pipeline, um, we wanted to think about as students um, are really entering into their career phase and wanting to get deep into farming, what are some of the barriers to entry and challenges for active farmers that we can help address so that, you know, farmers want to stay in farming? And um, a big need that we identified is we have a pretty big uh, mental health crisis in the farming community. And, you know, that is just kind of stress on the farm and managing the stress of the, you know, that comes with the job is often something that's taught through generations. So if you're a generational farmer and you've seen your parents and your grandparents, you know, work on the farm and understand kind of the comings and goings of that, you're a little more prepared to handle the stress. Um, we saw significant increase with first-generation farmers in terms of, you know, stress and, and even further challenges. So that's something that we've worked with our county farm bureaus um, to really identify where there's interest in people wanting to work on this issue and also where there's need um, in terms of, you know, just um, different problems and stories we've heard and really where we can start kind of tailoring our solutions there. So that's an area that we're getting more into, um, and I'd be happy to share more about that. But our county farm bureaus are pretty critical to us uh, having those boots on the ground, like I said. Following along with what Lily was saying about the mental health crisis, Georgia Young Farmer teachers um, were recently in trainings uh, not to be counselors or to do the canceling part of the mental health, but to recognize the signs of, of, of need so that they could help farmers and anyone in agriculture find assistance and know where to go and who to contact. And, and, and hopefully we can save some lives that way and, and make a difference for them. But um, that's, that's been a, a big push across the state in, in lots of organizations, the mental health and wellness of of agricultural people and um we just need to all work together to continue to to um promote that no i i agree mr martin i mean to echo you we did a podcast a few few weeks a month or so ago about mental health and you'd be surprised that we have had more feedback and calls about that and that right there let alone tells you that there there is an issue out there people are hurting and then and if you're listening to this, I mean, we, we've provided some resources in previous podcasts, and here's more now. But people are out there that are they're wanting to get resources out there for people that are already struggling, people that are headed in that direction. Uh, a lot of it comes from financial distri- uh, stress, whether you're in ag or, I mean, just in your regular day economy. I mean, if you, the, the, the bills get tight, you know, stresses start start weighing in on you. And, and with farming, you know, it's a year-to-year business. You, if you, you're in the hole from the year prior, 
the bank may or may not give you enough money to, to go out next year. And uh, we're willing to work with you as a lender from that standpoint, but we want to provide resources like yourself and Miss Lily and then previous guests to, to, to wade those waters and get through it and realize it's not the end of the road. And, and farming is a, is a, a lifestyle that is definitely more stressful and it's more on you than, than anybody else. You are the employer, you are the, the payroll, HR, you're everything in most cases. And, uh, it can weigh on your shoulders. So to have people like yourselves and myself that are, I mean, vocalizing the fact that there are resources out there, that's, that's all that we can do and want to do, but the, the resources are there. And that's half the reason this podcast, when we thought of this podcast at Farm Credit, we, we've got a lot of good lenders. We've got a good market share here in the community. We want to grow it, yes, but we want to provide extra value. We don't just want your interest dollar at the end of the day. We want to keep your families healthy and happy. So that is the point of this. And we appreciate y'all's mission and coming on the podcast today to, to further that mission with us. So One thing Lil- I'll mention, Go ahead. Billy, if you don't mind. If you're interested in getting more involved in supporting farmers in your community, at, you know, as it relates to farm stress, uh, we've worked with UGA, uh, Mercer, and the uh, Georgia Rural Health Innovation Center, Department of Ag, and a few other different key partners to develop what is called the Georgia Agricultural Wellness Alliance. We're working to form a coalition of different organizations, farmers, agencies, kind of all working on this issue and developing kind of some common goals and a strategic plan. So this is in the works, and we are welcoming people to join us. So you can just visit gafarmstress.org to learn more about our Wellness Alliance. But, you know, ag, ag lenders and, you know, different people that are part of farmers' peer communities are the ones that we've found is kind of the top way that farmers are coping with stress is by talking to friends and family. So that's actually also a predictive factor to help against suicidal ideation as well. So it's really important that we boost up kind of these peer trainings, like was just mentioned, and getting involved with the Georgia Ag Wellness Alliance is a good place to start. Awesome. So if someone reaches out to you or wants to reach out to you, what's the best way they can get in contact with you? So uh, they're welcome to visit our website, uh, gafoundationag.org. But if you're specifically interested in getting involved with the alliance, you can visit gafarmstress.org. And we have a sign-up form there. And uh, we usually host two ag summits a year. So we'll have some other trainings and different things coming. So you can kind of work on creating your local coalitions as well to support kind of the overall state effort. Okay. And Mr. Martin, if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way they can reach out to the Georgia Young Farmers Association? www.gaaged.org is our Georgia Ag Education website, and it includes all the components of the Ag Education program. It it, um, gives a list of all the counties that have agricultural education, young farmer programs in those counties. You know, Lily said something earlier about the different, you know, needs of, you know, agricultural type needs and young farmers. I wanted to say that about the young farmer program in, in different counties is that our young farmer programs vary across the state and they, you know, are, are based on the demographics of the county and what the county needs are. We have young farmer programs from furthermost northern tip of Georgia all the way down to the southwest corner and um, we even have two young farmer programs in 
Fulton County, one in North Fulton and one in South Fulton. So we're able to reach the needs of those um, different types of agriculture in the state of Georgia. You know, we just like to pride ourselves in saying that we're, we're providing a hands-on approach to agricultural education and helping to deliver the goals of our program and, and just assist the agricultural community in the needs based on what they have in their community. To piggyback on these great speakers today, you can go to swgafarmcredit.com. We do offer scholarships as well for local students that are wishing to either further their educational careers or pursue ag careers. So it's not just if you want to go on to school, we do have opportunities to start your your young agribusiness. So make sure to go onto our website. That concludes our podcast today with Mr. Martin and Miss Lily. For more information, visit our website at swgafarmcredit.com. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app to get notified of our new episodes, as well as follow us on Facebook and Instagram for great industry resources. Thanks for listening.